Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Drawing About the G-Men. I'm your host, Big Jace, joined as always by my main man, Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. And we got OV coming back for another week. Now let's dive right into it. Devastating loss this week. Uh, I know I, 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 we talked a little bit before the show started, uh, OV, Joe, and I. I, I even texted Joe a little bit during the game. But, Sean, what, what were your thoughts about this past week? Um, obviously, you know, terrible news with, with Saquon going down with torn ACL. Um, he's, he's obviously, you know, the best player on this team. Uh, he gives this team the best shot to, you know, make a run to the playoffs or even for them to have a chance. So that was obviously tough to see. And then um, just the game, too. Uh, the first half was an absolute disaster to watch. Um, I was really questioning if I wanted to watch the second half, just how ugly the first half was. Um, you know, Trubisky was carving up our secondary. Uh, Jones had the two turnovers. One of the, the bad fumbles that, you know, he kind of was just hanging the ball out there for someone to come uh, strip sack him. And then, uh, obviously, losing Saquon and also uh, Shepard on top of that. Shepard's going to IR, um, one of our most consistent receivers. So that was tough to see. Um, but with that being said, uh, I love the way the team responded in the second half. Um, you know, being down two-plus touchdowns on the road uh, without your best player, it, it's not the easiest deficit to bounce back from. So I really like the fight in this team, um, especially from the defense, not giving up a point in the second half. Um, and I, I think that the Giants, you know, they, they had a shot to win this game. If uh, that fourth down where Blake Martinez and Devontae Downs, uh, you know, stopped the – they broke up the pass to the tight end and then the offensive lineman, Bobby Massey from the Bears, ends up catching it. Uh, I think if that doesn't happen, which is, you know, sort of just a, um, you know, a lucky play for the Bears, I think if that doesn't happen, the Giants have more time to, you know, go down the field and get the score, and I, I think they end up winning the game. But um, so I like the way this fought back in the second half. Obviously, the first half was terrible, losing our best player. But um, and then just one more note I had uh, quietly the, the Giants defense is fourth in total yards right now and 11th in points allowed. So it's a very small sample size. It's only two games in. But uh, the, the Giants defense has looked very good. Um, the offense has to pick it up. But, uh, you know, the two two players who brought in free agency, uh, James, Br James Bradbury played great uh, this week. He had the four pass deflections, the, the huge pick against Allen Robinson, and then one of the pass deflections led to the pick by Julian Love. And then Blake Martinez, he's been flying around the field. He's been a tackling machine. So both those pickups have been huge for the Giants' defense. But uh, we'll see where this offense uh, goes moving forward without Saquon and uh, Shep for the time being. All right, Joe, what do, what do you got? Well, I, I don't see things as optimistically as my buddy Sean here does, and I'll tell you why. The the Giants, here here's how this game went. Bears get the ball, 12 play, 82-yard drive. They take 735 off the clock. Boy, does the defense need a, need a breather. The offense goes out there, three plays. They fumble the football uh, after a minute 13. Their next, their next drive, three plays, five yards, 54 seconds. Seven plays, 48 yards, three minutes. Seven plays, 33 yards, 437. So that one was, was at least they stayed on the field for a few minutes. Three plays, 36 yards, a missed field goal. Four plays, 11 yards, 249 off the clock and a punt. 
four plays, four yards, a buck 31. And it, and it really wasn't. And this is where you definitely saw the defense play better. An 11 play, 95 yard drive, 10 play, 47 yard drive, 13 play, 40 yard drive. The, the Giants couldn't do anything for the first three quarters. It was another miserable performance by this team. I mean, again, I, I, as I've said, they're just not good enough to beat anybody. It's nice that they finally had a good fourth quarter, but then you didn't get – you got nothing for three quarters. It's it's shocking, but this team is a mess. The defense is being asked to do a lot, and they've certainly stepped up to the uh, – up to the challenge, Sean. You're right about that. They've got some good players, but if they're just going to spend the first three quarters on the field, you're just asking to lose these games or to play catch up. And this is not a good play catch up kind of kind of team. So the, the Giants really got to figure it out, or this is going to be another one of those really really long seasons. All right, all right, Ov. I agree with you. Um, look, catch up games. They don't even have a two-minute drill. They don't move the ball fast enough. They're relying on referees to get these calls to move down the field. You know, it's just pathetic, man. I mean, from, from, from start to finish, this is the same product that we've been seeing year after year ever since we, we won uh, the Super Bowl. You know, there's no improvement whatsoever. So what's going on behind the scenes that, uh, that these guys are not coming out and executing? You know, it's just – it's mind, but as a fan – you know, it, it, it just brings me a lot of headache. Like, okay, here we go again. You know, you get that one drive that looks so awesome. Like, here it goes. We got that hope. And then all of a sudden, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I was like, okay, bring back Tom Coughlin. Because, because eventually it worked for him. I don't know. Or maybe we should be looking at the owners and, and hold them accountable and say, hey, what's going on with everybody, the staff, the whole organization? because this is unsatisfactory. Yeah, uh, you can say what you want about the owners. Like, you can say what you want about Gettleman and all that stuff, front office stuff. But I did see a change this past week. I, I We've talked a lot of, on this show how the Giants seemingly have uh, their game plan is to come out, keep the first half close, give you hope, and then lose it in the second half. But this game, they showed resolve. They showed some resiliency as not only did they get de- go down, they also lost their star player and then p- proceeded to lose another key part of their offense. And they were still chomping at the bit to get in there. And they still – they tried their hardest. And, yes, maybe this was – it was a little too late, but I would much rather a team – if they're going to play one half, I, I'd rather them finish strong rather than start strong. And I think I think this injury for Saquon, while it stinks, I, I think there is sort of like a realization moment here where, okay, now we got to really put things together because we don't have our star player right now. So I think we saw a little bit of that, and I think eventually pieces will start – getting put together. And this was a growing experience from week one to week two. There was definitely growth. So don't tell me that things aren't getting better and it's the exact same because there it on, is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, listen, this is an NFL franchise team, okay? You want to talk about being better. You got to be better at every play. And they did not show that. I don't care 
what anybody say. Yeah, they play hard. They fight hard. They fight to the end. That's great. But when you are going three and out several times, that's a problem. Okay? Any other teams that you watch, flip the channel, watch another football team, they're, they're getting their first downs. They might come out short, but they're getting first downs. We're not doing that. And that's the problem. Right. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, it's super frustrating to watch that stuff yeah. because you do, you look around the, I mean, the fact that the Giants game plan, that their whole offense was going to revolve around handing the ball to Saquon and throwing it to Saquon, and all you saw were negative carries, 11 out of 16 negative carries in week one, got off to a rough start in week two before the injury. I mean, that that was their game plan. They've been practicing for like like two months to, to do this and this is the this is the best you could get three and out three and out three and out it's a lot of that all game long they're not on the field enough the defense has been getting exposed for the last three years it's the reason why Janoris Jenkins begged to get out of town and it's the reason why the Giants are I mean I mean I'm surprised Bradbury agreed to come to the Giants because my god you know maybe he's just looking to go to a pro bowl or something because he's going to be a busy guy this year. No, not even, because it's going to be the other side that teams are going to really go after. Why not? I mean, the Giants are, are still a mess. And, and, Jace, I love your optimism. You know I do. But the Giants are one of the three worst teams in the league. All right. I, I'm not going to say they aren't. But to say that there isn't growth and things aren't start, starting to look a little bit brighter than they have in the past, it's just not true. So that's yeah. like saying the Jets are looking better too, right? No, because no, not at all. No, not at all. That's a completely different story. It's but, the same thing. The Giants are just as garbage as everybody else right now. Yeah, the Giants. You gotta the listen, guys. Hold on, Sean. You gotta be comparative to the rest of the league. You could say you see improvement, but I think other teams are making drastic improvement, except for the Jets. The Jets are definitely worse than the Giants. And you can maybe even say that the Bengals are pretty bad, but at least they've got Joe Burrow and, and it looks like they're gonna be they're gonna be good. They're gonna get no, better. Yeah. The I only think if you're I a have... Bengals fan, you have reason to be optimistic. If you're a Giants fan, you're like still kind of waiting, like, when's this gonna happen? No, yeah. The only thing I was trying to defend is saying the Giants are, you know, just there with the Jets. I, I think the Jets are a much worse team. You know, the the Niners had their JV team. Pretty much everyone on the roster was hurt last week, and they were still managed down to be thirty-one to six. They made it thirty-one to thirteen at the end of the game. You know, with a a meaningless touchdown at the end. But I think we're going to see a much more competitive game with the Niners um, this week with the Giants than the Jets. Have. I think the Jets are just super incompetent. Adam Gase is probably the worst coach in the NFL. Um, I don't think they have – I think the Jets are by far the – you know, I, I think that the Giants are a top five bottom team in the NFL right now, but I don't think they're anywhere close to the Jets. I, I think the Jets are an embarrassing laughing stock of the league. Not that the Giants haven't been in the past couple of years, but I think they at least have a plan in place, to, you know, that they're looking forward to trying to build around it. I don't disagree that there's a plan in place. No, yeah, I mean it, it's tough to statistically. Statistically, the last five seasons the Giants has been in last place. If you want to count the whole t- total record, so you can't can't compare the Jets if the Jets are better. I, you know I'm saying this year though. I'm not saying the past three years when when the Jets actually had Jamal Adams. They had a difference maker. Now that he's gone, they don't have anyone, and they're an, an embarrassment. But you know what? It's only week two. 
Yeah, so it's still, it's still very we see what what um what Jace is seeing. Yeah, we can hope. And uh, Sean brought it up. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the week three matchup with the uh, just as with a horrifically injured 49ers team. Uh, Nick Bosa suffered the same fate as Saquon Barkley with a torn ACL. Uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, Tevin Coleman, and Solomon Thomas are all listed as doubtful uh, due to knee injuries. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, uh, Jason Verrett, D. Ford, all listed as questionable after uh, not playing last week or having to get pulled from that game. So I, I think this is completely winnable. Uh, obviously, uh, the Giants did also just uh, sign Devontae Freeman. I hope he can bring a start, uh, spark into that offense, help him out. Uh, I, I think with all the injuries the 49ers have had and after how they they started, uh, obviously they were going to beat the Jets. Like what Sean said, they had their JV squad in. They were able to get it done pretty easily, but they did have a disappointing week one against the Cardinals. I think this is a vulnerable Niners team, and I would not be surprised if the Giants could carry that momentum from the end of the game last week to get the surprising win this week. What do you think, Sean? Um, I mean, yeah, I think I think the Giants will be competitive in this game. Um, I hope they are with a bunch of second stringers in there. Um, but the reason the 49ers are such a great team, um, it's not just their stars, it's because of the depth they have behind them. So I, I don't think the 49ers are just going to lay down, especially to a team like the Giants, the, the way they've been playing. Um, the second half was encouraging for the Giants, I thought. But, um, you know, the, the 49ers are just, they, they still have a great team around them, still a great uh, O-line. They still have some solid defenders out there, even if they're missing, you know, Bosa, Armstead, and, and Sherman. So, you know, hopefully uh, they get, like you said, Devontae Freeman in the mix. Um, I think we'll see some Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman just because, uh, you know, Freeman's going to have to catch up to speed. Uh, today's his only first day of practice. So um, I'm hopeful for this week. Um, but I, I think that the 49ers definitely have a chance to pull it out. Um, but if there were any week for, you know, the Giants to be playing the Niners, I would pick this week, obviously, um, with everyone out, it's, it's just definitely a chance to to try and uh, go get the upset. Um, I just I think the 49ers will will uh, win this game by a slight advantage though. All right, Joe. Um, yeah, I, I'll say this: when you're a hundred percent right. If the Giants could have picked a week to play the 49ers, this one is definitely the one, and it certainly is a winnable game. I will say this about Wayne Gallman, though: I've been reading quite a bit. He was a healthy scratch this past week. Yeah. Uh, he's not a, a Joe Judge. Apparently, isn't isn't all that convinced. The fact the Giants went and brought Devonta Freeman in uh, as soon as humanly possible. Uh, tells you, I think, all you need to know about Wayne Gallman, who's never inspired any sort of confidence. He's really only had one or two decent games uh, when he's been pressed into action. So I'll tell you what. I love the idea of bringing in Devontae Freeman because I feel like this guy, especially to be able to pick somebody like this up in the middle of the season, a guy who's got a skill set that don't take this the wrong way, but compares to Saquon's 
uh, you know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. This used to be a really good runner, averaging about four and a half yards a carry. And he actually is an upgrade over Saquon when it comes to pass blocking. So he could he could really be a big help, you know, for, for him. He apparently gave up uh, better offers from both the 49ers and I believe the Jets or the, uh, the Eagles rather um, because he really liked the situation he would be in. And again, I think he and Drew Rosenhaus, his agent sort of looked at, at the skill set he'd be replacing. And I think he just, I think he really fits well into the giant scheme. It should be interesting. I don't know if he'll, how much or if he'll play on Sunday. If he did though, I would definitely feel like the giants are in a better position to win the game. I'm just not sure when pressed it would Sterling Shepard out. I'm just not sure if Daniel Jones has enough to beat the 49ers as banged up as they are. Yeah. I I, I think the slight advantage is the other side with the 49ers that if Garoppolo doesn't play because he's listed as questionable, they have Nick Mullins who is his backup and he is not that great of a quarterback. Uh, So, that would be a blessing. That would be an advantage to us if we're going to win. Uh, also, um, that running game got to be established. I can't depend on Jones to be throwing 30 or more passes each week. You know what I mean? Because eventually, like, you know, he'll turn over the ball. And, and he's done it a couple of times already. So that's my biggest fear. If you allow Jones to just be committed on the passing game, it's not, you know, it's not going to look good. So we need to be well balanced. A decent objection from a, a young Jared Jones out there in uh, in Giants land. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's actually an upgrade of pass blocking, Jared. Uh, if there's one thing that the um, super talented and amazing Saquon doesn't do, it's pass blocking. And that's actually uh, an area that Devontae Freeman is pretty well known for. So it is actually an upgrade at pass blocking. Maybe Joe. not in any of the other departments, but definitely uh, that one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Dude, Joe. Is, is this the same guy that's a, a Cowboy fan? Yes. Is this the guy that was praying for that uh, onside kick because the other team really didn't care about the onside kick? Don't even, don't get oh, me started. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I do want to, I do want, I, I'm with Jared here. While, like, st- statistically, Devontae Freeman might be a better pass blocker. I, I, I wouldn't I think it's completely different. While Devontae Freeman had his most success, he was with a Falcons team that was able to protect Matt Ryan a lot better than they have been the past couple years. That's was that's one of the downfalls in that team. They haven't been able to protect their O line hasn't been as good since they gone to the Super Bowl. Now with Saquon, you have such a big threat in the running game that all you really got to do is do a play action and you already are going to have the defense on their heels just because they know as soon as you hand the ball off to Saquon, he can rip it for 40 plus yards. So I I think there is... while stats might show that Devontae Freeman is a little bit better, I, I don't think he is that much of an upgrade over Saquon in the past. Well, he's referring to protecting the quarterback. 
he can protect the quarterback. He did it in Atlanta. I don't know what games y'all seeing, but when I saw the Falcons down there in Georgia, that guy could do both. He could run the ball and he could protect the quarterback. Something that Barkley has not done since he's been with the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's such a Barkley's such a big key in the pass game. So there's not a lot of play calls where you have Saquon designated to pass block. He he's always right. getting there. Yeah, but when you do, Jones gets crushed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot on the more on the offensive line than Barkley, though. And at the same time, he mm. Freeman can yeah, allow but listen, him the offensive line the offensive line will still suck. With Devontae Freeman back there, the difference is when they get through rather than crush and just roll over Saquon and, and, and take Daniel Jones down, Devontae will at least put up some sort of block, which will be great, and maybe Jones can dump the ball off. That's all I'm saying. When I say he's an upgrade, I literally just mean in the pass-blocking game. Literally that. In no other – in no – other element am I am I suggesting Devontae yeah, Freeman's better than Saquon Barkley? I, I hope people aren't getting this twisted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you could look at this move and say there's one area where you'll see a slight upgrade, it's in the running back picking up a blitzing linebacker. That's it. That's all I said. Calm down, everybody. All right. Okay. Calm down. I still I love Saquon. I still want oh, yeah. Saquon to get paid. I know he's going to come back strong and, and ready to dominate this league. So, no problem right. there. We good. All right. We're good. All yeah. right. Okay. Let's Hopefully, things will calm down as we move away from the Giants. As we get on to our pit picks. Uh, for week two, I took the lead 13 and three. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sean, 12 and four. Joe, 10 and six. And yeah, OB, I brought it. Nine and seven. Everyone, I'm um, proud of you guys. Let's go. We're all over 500. Solid week of picks. As far as the season goes, I'm 22 and 10. Sean, two games back, 20 and 12. Joe, 17 and 15. Hanging in there. You know, but, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big second half guy. Yeah. Right. You better make we'll sure that out. my percentages is in there because I'm gonna have a high percentage. Let's go. Oh, no, but yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got more games than I do. Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, well, let's put that, let's put that <laughs> money where your mouth is here. Let's start oh, off with tomorrow. Oh, to. Okay, Dolphins at Jaguars. John, what you got for this Thursday night football matchup? Uh, I'm gonna go with the upset on this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Uh, I think they played a really good game against the Bills, and um, I have a lot of respect for the Bills. I think they're uh, one of the better teams in the AFC, and they, they put up a good fight. So uh, I think that Fitzmagic is going to get rolling on Thursday night. Uh, it's a classic Thursday night matchup between the Dolphins and Jags. Um, just a, a great Thursday night game. Uh, I, I think Minshew will play well. I think he'll have him, uh, you know, in the game, but I, I could see the Dolphins winning on a late field goal. Um, I'd probably say Dolphins 27, Jags 24. Okay. I am so sick of these trash Thursday night games. I, I, I for the life of me, can't. I just don't get it. You want me to watch football on a Thursday, and this is what you're giving me? And I like the Jaguars. That's the worst this, part. This is a great game, Joe. What are you talking about? This is a slop fest. <laughs> this is the COVID ball right here. 
<laughs> right in the heart of Florida. This is where all the COVID cases are. Um, I tell you what, Jacksonville um, is going to win this football game. Okay. They're going to win this football game. I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Jacksonville. Uh, they got That's a team that's definitely got some, uh, some fight to them. You get rid of all your best players. Um, again, letting Leonard Fournette go just before the season started, it tells you all you need to know about Jacksonville. This is a team that believes in itself and its players, and I think they're going to win this football game. It's going to be a 24-16 win for Jacksonville. All right. Okay. OV, what you got? I'm I'm going for Jacksonville. Uh, I really am. Um, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, man, he's going to throw a couple of interceptions, and I won't be surprised if one of them gets returned back for a touchdown. So Jaguars will be 2-0 at home. I, I, I can't do this. Like, J- Jacksonville gave up every key player on their team. And I, I just can't see them winning. The Dolphins have been in it in both their games against the Bills and the, the, the Patriots. That's good. Uh, I, I know I've been a big – I don't think the Dolphins are going to win until Tua gets on the field. And, and I'm going to say this is going to be the week. I think we might see Tua on the field and they'll get the dub here. I'm picking Miami to get it done on the road. Uh, then uh, – not going that far as we're going up to Atlanta as the Bears go to the Falcons. Sean, what you taking here? I don't think the Bears are a 3-0 and team, but uh, unfortunately I'm, I'm going to have to pick them there after the meltdown that happened for the Falcons last week. Um, look, the Falcons have a great offense, uh, very prolific, a lot of great receivers, but, um, you know, the Bears' secondary is pretty good, and I just – I don't have any trust in the Falcons defense, especially, you know, after what happened uh, to the Cowboys giving up that huge lead against them. So I I don't have any trust in the Falcons to go with them and pick them here. So I'm going to go with the bears. The best meme I saw on Sunday was one that showed Matt Ryan and it said Matt Ryan blowing 20 point leads, at least something in the year 2020 is normal. (laughs) <laughs> i do think uh i do think maddie light's gonna have a big week this week i think this team needs a win desperately and i just don't think the bears are really that good i think the giants definitely handled them in the second half and i think the falcons at home this is a winnable game for them and if they can't win then it might be time after the season to consider uh some drastic moves in atlanta but i'm, I'm gonna take the falcons in this one 27 17 I'm taking Trevor Lawrence to be the next member of the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going for the Bears to beat the Falcons because something is going to happen that the Falcons are going to lay, lay flat on their backs. This is this has been so – this one's really hard for me to pick. I, I don't know. I flip-flopped just a couple times listening to you guys talk. I hate to do it. I'm going the Falcons. Uh, I, I don't think the Bears are going to be down on themselves after the way they finished against the Giants. Uh, Falcons, while they, it was disappointing, that loss, they still did. They were still in that game. I think they bounced back here at home and get the win against the Bears. Then uh, the L.A. Rams go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. What you got, Sean? 
I think this was actually the hardest one uh, to pick for me this week. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, I think the Rams have come out a lot hotter than I would have expected. Their their offense looks great, um, similar to what their Super Bowl season offense was looking like. Uh, McVay's got these guys playing really good. But I'm going to go uh, with the Bills in this one, the home team. I just think they have a really good defense. Uh, Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. He's playing the best football of his career right now to start the season, um, leading the league in passing yards. And uh, I just I, I like the Bills' offensive attack, too, with John Brown and Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, two deep threats that have been balling out so far. So I, I think they'll give a challenge to Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in their defense. Um, so I'll go Bills in a close one. I'd probably say 31 to 26. All right, watch watch the comment section go nuts again here. Um, I'm going to say this. I said on Keys to the City the other day, I think Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Whoa. The guy's got the skill on. The guy's got the skill set. He's putting it all together. He's got a good team around him, and he's playing like a superstar. Okay? But he has the skill set, and he always did, and we knew he did. And now that he's realizing it, people people want to act like he's not for real, and I don't understand why. I really don't. Josh Allen told you how good he was in that draft. He wasn't kidding. He's the real deal. And I'll tell you what, Jared Goff's played really well so far. He looked great on Sunday. I am going to take the Bills in a close one in this one. We're going to go 19-16. Ooh, nice low-scoring game. Oh, I like it. All right, Ovi, what you got? I agree with you, the low-scoring game. It's all because the Rams are going to control the game. They're going to win time of possession. They're going to run the ball. Malcolm Brown's going to have one hell of a game. And I predict that the Rams will beat the Bills and not even take them on the spread as well. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, Ovi, you're the odd man out here. I'm going Buffalo to get it done, uh, too. I I, I, I – saying his praises last year too. I really like Josh Allen. He's he's for real. I I, I like the run game of the, the Bills too. It's very underrated. They got my boy Zach Moss from University of Utah there. He he's killing it. I, I really, really like the Bills and I, I think they can win that division. Speaking of d- divisional rivals, the Washington football team Goes to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, th- this might be the doo-doo bowl you have here, Joe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what are you thinking here, Sean? I'm going to go with the home team uh, on this one. Uh, I really like the way they ran the ball um, uh, in their, their game last week. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both got it going. Um, the offensive line looked pretty good um, getting movement up front. And uh, Baker um, looked pretty good, and he played uh, worse in the second half, but he had a, a really strong start, um, came out with the touchdown to OBJ. So I, I think that the Washington football team is going to get a lot of pressure on Baker. I think he's going to be under duress um, all game. But uh, I think that, you know, the running game is going to help them, and I think that the Browns will, will shut down Washington's offense. They don't have a lot of playmakers aside from Terry McLaurin. So uh, I would say I'd probably take the Browns by uh, 10 points in this one. I'd say 27 to 17. You know, I'm very disappointed in the way Dwayne Haskins, I mean, he's played okay, but 
they just haven't moved the ball enough. They haven't scored enough. It, it, I can imagine if you're a, a foot, if you're a fan of the Washington football team, <laughs> it's <just> a stupid <laughs> name. You've got to be really frustrated and not really feeling too good about things. Uh, that said, I think their defense is is definitely improved. Uh, Chase Young is definitely going to be what we thought Chase Young was going to be. Uh, this game, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a tight one. I got Cleveland, uh, let's say, uh, let's go 20 to 12. Okay. All right, Ovi, what are you thinking? This is this game here. It's I'm not a fan of the Browns. And, of course, I'm not a fan of the Redskins. Or, I'm sorry, the Washington football team. But I'm going to have to go for the Giants. And the reason why I say that is because I need the Browns to win. So maybe the Giants could win and uh and get a tie here. So go Browns. <laughs> okay. This uh, we have a sweep here. But the one thing that makes me go for the Browns here, I was the only one that picked the Browns last week. They are no longer the Cleveland Browns. They are just the Browns now. They aren't what they used to be. They the, Picking them last week shows me that I can have some word of confidence picking them again, and this is a game where I do have that confidence. They'll get it done against uh, the Washington football team. So weird to say, but uh, all right. Uh, talking about teams that a lot of people have confidence in, now they don't. The Vikings are hosting the Tennessee Titans. What do you think, Sean? I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. I, I think they'll win um, by a decent margin, too. I think they can win by two touchdowns here. Uh, the Vikings have been ran all over, um, not just last week with Jonathan Taylor, but week one with Aaron Jones as well. Uh, their run defense looks terrible. Their secondary is super young. Um, so I expect this Titans offense to go out and, and attack them early and often. And um, I just don't think that the – Vikings have enough on offense either. Kirk Cousins had a terrible game um, this week. So I just, I could see the Titans winning this one. Uh, I'd say probably 28 to 14, but I, I could see them winning by more. I just don't think the Vikings are in a good spot right now. And I, I think they really don't have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Kirk Cousins is a bum. I've always said it. He had one good year. You all wanted to pretend he was good. Told you. You always not, resort back to what me. you are. A not bum. Me. Well, thanks for sticking with me on that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, a testament to the way Tennessee is playing football in 2020 that they've been so successful. Um, you know, the Giants should look at, at what they're doing and, and, and try to emulate it because there's definitely something to it, the way Derrick Henry, uh, you know, moves that football. It, it, it's great to watch. I think this one goes 27 to 17 in favor of the Tennessee Titans. Obi. I'll keep it short. Um, go the opposite. I'm going for the Vikings on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going Tennessee. I've been sold on Tennessee ever since how they finished off their season last year. Um, and yeah, the, the Vikings have been very disappointing. So I expect Tennessee to keep keep on going at it. Then uh, the lost, the undefeated 
Las Vegas Raiders go to Foxborough to take on Cam Newton and the Patriots. What do you got, Sean? I really wanted to pick the Raiders here, but uh, I just couldn't bring myself to do it, uh, especially with the Pats at home and the way they looked at, uh, against the Seahawks. I think the I think the Seahawks are probably the best team in the NFC right now. And uh, the way that it came down to the last play, the Pats easily could have won that game. But I really do think that the Raiders have a great offense. Uh, Darren Waller um, just keeps getting better and better. Their tight end, Josh Jacobs, is a stud. And uh, Derek Carr did a job. So I think this will be a really good game. But um, I could see the Pats pulling away late, probably by a touchdown. I think it will be a, a lower scoring game. I'd probably say uh, 24 to 17 Pats. You know, I said Cam Newton was going to be a stud this year with Bill Belichick, and I was right. But big surprise with the Raiders, man. They've they've played great. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be a superstar in this league. And um, it's great to see a a young back like that, you know, really breaking out and and his team really playing better as a result of it. Reminds me of uh, reminds me of a team that I love, but. Um, I definitely think in Foxborough, I'm going to give the edge to Bill Belichick and company. I think this one goes 27 to 17. All right. That's good because I don't see the pages losing back-to-back games like this. And the Raiders are trying from West Coast to East Coast. Go Patriots. I, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to be the odd man out. I, I'm taking the Raiders. The the Patriots, they, they didn't look great week one against the Dolphins. They looked good against the Seahawks. But I, I've just seen more, and I'm more impressed with the, Ra- the Raiders this far. Uh, and I, I think they'll keep it rolling. They'll go in. And I, it's going to sound weird to say, but I think the Raiders are going to start the season off 3-0. and but uh, yeah, we'll see. Then uh, Joe. Look, he just he just questioned his own pick. He was like, "They're going to be three and zero. We'll see." Mm, that wasn't we'll see. exactly no. Confident. That's where I'm going. I, 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 well, what else you want me to say? <laughs> They're going to win that. They're going to win the game. Raiders You're wrong, but game. that's cute. Not sold on the Pats yet. <laughs> Bengals yeah. at Eagles. Who's winning, Sean? I'm going with the upset on this one. I think Joe Burrow gets his first win. Um, the Eagles really have not looked sharp uh, in either of the first two games. I I don't think it will be a blowout by any means, but uh, I think that the Eagles will have a lead in the first half. I think that the Bengals come storming back with Joe Burrow leading the way, and uh, I could see the, the Bengals winning by a field goal late in this one. I'm going to go with the, the upset. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot of Eagle fan buddies, and they're all uh, really freaking out. And, you know, there's a lot of question about Carson Wentz at this point and just how good he is. I just have a tough time thinking the Eagles could get off to this bad of a start, uh, especially against a young guy. But I think I'm going to go with it just because I hate him that much. Uh, I got the Bengals winning this one by a score of 20-17. to 17. Well, I'm going for the Bengals, but my real big prediction is this. I want to see Jalen Hurts get on the field, and I want to see Hurts and Burrow go at it. That's that's my dream match right now. So if the Bengals could whoop on the Eagles so I could see Hurts come out, then by all means, let's, let's make this happen. All right. Uh, that would be interesting. I would be down to see that, but uh... – 
Uh, I'm going to be the odd man out here again. I'm, I'm going Eagles. Uh, cool. Uh, the Bengals got Joe Burrow. That's really cool. They still haven't shown me they can win football games. And the Eagles, while they have gotten off to a rough start, I, I still think that they're still the Eagles, you know? Uh, the Bengals are still the Bengals. Uh, I expect the Eagles to get a, a win here and not start off 0-3. You said that, uh, I'm sorry, but Burrow did, you know, have the offense score 30 points, even though they lost. I mean, he's, he doesn't play defense. Yeah. But they were doing that Burrow, same thing last year. Burrow, Burrow's they, good. They, they started off the season only losing by one point to the Seahawks Burrow last year. Burrow is the leader, and we'll, we'll talk next week about this because okay. I'm right. confident. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Texans go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. What, what do you got, Sean? What are you thinking? The Texans have had a rough draw uh, the first two weeks. I think playing probably the two best teams in the NFL <clears throat> with the Chiefs and the Ravens. So I'm going to go with the Texans on this one. Um, I know the Steelers have the great defense. They they looked uh, pretty good on offense, but I just can't see you know Deshaun Watson uh, as great as he is. I can't see him letting his team fall to 0-3 to start the season. Um, I'm not a huge Bill O'Brien guy, but um, I, I think that the Texans will pull this one out. And if there's anyone that can escape that pressure in the pocket, um, I think it's Deshaun Watson. So I think their offense will have a big day. Um, I think their defense is decent enough to hold the Steelers down. Um, the Steelers, you know, they weren't great on offense last week. So I think that that will continue here. I would say the Texans uh, in a close one, uh, I'd probably say 24 to 20. I think that people want the Houston Texans to be good because of how good Deshaun Watson is. But I think this team has taken a major step backwards. I don't think that they're as good as they were last year. I think it's pretty obvious. And while they've certainly had a tough draw the first three weeks, I think that's unfortunately going to continue. It would be just like Houston to start a season off 0-3. I think that's exactly what happens here. I think Pittsburgh wins this one by a score of 27-20. to I think the Steelers are going to blow the Texans out. And I'm going to tell you this. Hey, y'all could chew me up, roast me. I don't care. But I do see the Steelers as a revenge season now that Ben Roethlisberger is back. And this is a Super Bowl contender team right here that we're seeing. And I won't be surprised if they won the AFC. And nobody's talking about them. Everyone's on the background with Kansas City. But expect the Steelers to blow out the Texans this Sunday. All right. Well, well, I don't agree with those statements about the Steelers possibly making it to the Super Bowl. I do think they will whoop on the Houston Texans. I think what we're seeing here in the first couple weeks it, it, the Houston's Texans were never Deshaun Watson's team. It was always DeAndre Hopkins' team. And now that he's gone, Deshaun's a little lost. And also the fact, I, I think they're not happy with their head coach, seeing how he just basically let him go instead of giving him his money and trading him away to Arizona. So I think there's a lot of underlying factors here with the Texans, and uh, I just don't think... I don't think they're coming to compete as well as they did have in the past. So, yeah, I think Steelers were going to blow the doors off this game, and it's going to be pretty dominant. 
Then uh, the Jets go to Indianapolis, take on the Colts. What do you got, Sean? Uh, Colts by 30. The the worst team in the NFL is in New York, but it is in the Giants. It is indeed the Jets. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Colts big in this one. Jets suck. Oh, yeah, this is a no-brainer. I think the Colts will kick the Jets' faces in. You know, maybe they'll score 35, and maybe the Jets will score twice. A couple of field goals. How about that? Okay. Right. I, I think we're going to see Jonathan Taylor just run over the Jets. And all we're going to talk about is this rookie, how he'll be able to win rookie of the year. Uh, but uh, they got him in favor of negative 10 and a half. So if I'm a gambling man, I will definitely bet on the Colts. Yeah, the clean sweep here. Uh, it's the Colts. Uh, the only way I see the Jets uh, season turn around is maybe if uh, Sam, Sam Darnold can catch COVID and do a little magic like he did after he caught uh, Mono last year, came back, was able to win some games for the Jets. Who knows? That's the only way I see the Jets winning football games. So. Uh, they're not going to beat the Colts. Then uh, the Panthers go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. What you got, Sean? I'm going to go with the home team on this one. Uh, losing McCaffrey for the Panthers is huge. Um, that's, you know, their offense runs through him. And uh, I think, you know, especially with him gone, the Chargers defense looked great against the Chiefs last week. Um, I expect that to continue. They have a great pass rush. Uh, even without Derwin James, they have, you know, a great set of cornerbacks. Um, they're, they're locked down in the secondary. And uh, especially if, if Tyrod Taylor doesn't play again and Justin Herbert plays, um, I expect him to win by even more. Herbert looked very impressive uh, in his debut. So I would probably say Chargers by uh, 10. I'd say, yeah, Chargers uh, 31, uh, Panthers 20. So I think Tyrod Taylor's going to end up starting this game, and I think Justin Herbert's going to come in relief and win this game. I don't think it'll be quite as high scoring as how you see it, but I do think they'll win this game by a score of 23-16. to 16. If I was the head coach of the Chargers, I would bench Taylor and put Herbert in there. It's something about that offense that they just transformed into greatness under him. And uh, they got Tyler Ta uh, Tyrod Taylor, excuse me, uh, doubtful for this week. So we don't know if he's going to start or not. But uh, I'm definitely going for the Chargers regardless. Tyrod Taylor's not going to start. He got his lung punctured by the L.A. Chargers uh, uh, physical staff. That's how – Adam Scheffner reported that today. That shows a lot of organizational problems with the Chargers. But he, even if he heals from that lickety-split, which I don't expect him to, he, 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 he lost his job. It's over. Like I said, like I've been preaching since the season started – Justin Herbert is going to take over that team. Uh, I, I was high on this kid last year. I, I had him over Joe Burrow for most of the season as the best quarterback coming into this year as a rookie. This dude's lighting it up, and he's going to he's gonna be really good. Uh, I'm hammering the Chargers. Chargers are going to win this pretty, pretty handily. I haven't been impressed by the Panthers at all. But uh, now – Talk about a team that's been unimpressive. The Bucks go to Denver to take on the Broncos. 
Sean, what are your thoughts on this? I think this is going to be um, a ugly, low-scoring game. Um, you know, it's games in Denver are usually low-scoring, um, and the Broncos are hurting right now without Drew Locke. Um, the Bucks, like you said, haven't looked sharp on offense um, or really defense, for that matter. So I, I could see a low-scoring game, um, but I, I'm going to pick the Bucks in this one on the road. Uh, I'd probably say Bucks 16, Broncos 10. Uh, yeah, you know, if the 49ers had a rough week with injuries, you could say the same thing about the Broncos. Cortland uh, Sutton out for the year. Drew Locke is also going to be out in this one. So this one to me seems like Tom Brady's uh, going to have a pretty good week. I'll go 23 to 9 in this one. I don't know about this long scoring game that you stated and your score, Joe. I don't know, man. But uh, the Bucks are just going to breeze away through the Broncos. I know they're at Mount High. But I go over 43 points in this game, and everything's favored to the Bucks. Yeah, I, I like what Ovi's saying. I, I think uh, Tom Brady's going to let that thin air uh, help the ball fly. Uh, Mike Evans is going to have himself a day. Uh, I think the Bucks get it done pretty handily, uh, especially against a very, very hurt Broncos team. Um, then... Staying out west as the Lions go to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Sean, what do you got? I knew the Cardinals were going to be improved this year. Um, I knew that they had a shot for, you know, the wild card spot, but I didn't think they were going to be this good coming out the gate. Uh, Kyler Murray is a legitimate MVP candidate right now, I'd say. Uh, Hopkins looks great as his number one threat. And uh, they have playmakers on defense with, you know, Chandler Jones and Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson still. So I think they're going to wash the Lions in this one. Um, I think the Lions are another, you know, bottom of the league team, probably top five worst team in the league. So I'd say Cardinals by three touchdowns at home. I think they're going to win big. Yeah, that's exactly what I actually had in mind. 31-10 Arizona just to slap the Lions all over the place. Yeah, I got the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, uh, easy clean sweep here. Uh, as we move on, staying in the NFC West, though, uh, Cowboys go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Um, both very close games last week, uh, but what do you have as an outcome this week, Sean? Uh, I said it before, but I think the Seahawks are uh, the best team in the NFC right now, especially with the way the Saints looked um, on Monday night. I think that, you know, their defense is clicking. Russell Wilson looks amazing. They're, they're letting him throw the ball a lot. They still got the running game going. And um, the Cowboys, they got lucky that, you know, they played the Falcons, the teams that let up the leads like that. So I think Seahawks get it done at home. I'd say they win by two touchdowns. Um, I think the score is, you know, 30 to 17. I think this is going to be a battle royale. I think there's going to be points in this one. I'm thinking somebody even gets to 40, that team being the Seahawks. I've got a 42-38 Seahawks victory in in a in a game that'll see a lot of yards. I don't care what the final outcome is, as long as the Seahawks has a higher score, that's all I care about. So Seahawks, let's do this. Bury them Cowboys. Yeah, clean sweep here. Uh, it's just going to come down to which quarterbacks making the final drive and uh, for your team. And Russell Wilson greater than Dak 10 days out of 10. 
seven days out of the week. It's it's easy. Then uh, the Sunday night game, Packers go to Nolens to take on the Saints, who just lost to the Vegas Raiders. What do you think, Sean? Um, I think the Packers are actually right behind the Seahawks in the NFC. Um, I really like what they've done the first two weeks. Their offense looks tremendous. Um, they still got the the defense is playing well. They, you know, the two great pass rushers and the the Smith brothers. So I think they're going to come out firing. Um, if the Saints get Michael Thomas back, that will be huge for them. They kind of looked lost without him on Monday night. Their offense um, couldn't really get it going. But uh, even if they do get him back, I'd, I'd still pick the Packers in this one. Um, it's a tough place to go win in New Orleans, but uh, with no fans, I think that it changes the changes the outcome of the game. Um, so I, I'd probably take the Packers by a field goal um, late in this one. Okay. Yeah, I think the Packers are playing really great football right now. And I think, you know, whether Michael Thomas plays or not, it'll certainly help them. But I, I think the the Packers are playing some of their best football right now. I've got this one going 34 to 20 for the Pack. Yeah, Packers is very diverse. You got Rodgers behind the snap. You got Adams, you know, catching the balls. You got Aaron Jones running all over the people. I mean, look. We could potentially see these two teams in the playoffs, but uh, Sunday night, it'll be Packers. All right. Um, since you guys all agree, I will I will take the opposite edge. Uh, I think the Saints bounce back from here. Um, while the Packers have looked really good, I, I'm not too convinced on their opponents uh, being the Lions, uh, being the Vikings and the Lions, so yeah, uh, I, I think the Saints can bounce back and get the win here, especially at home. Now let's talk Monday Night Football. Big, big AFC matchup. Chiefs at Ravens. What you got, Sean? Uh, I'm super excited for this one, obviously. Uh, I think it's got a good chance to be the game of the year. Um, but I'm going to go with the home team in this one, the Ravens. Um I just think that they're hitting on all cylinders right now. It looks like Lamar hasn't lost a step. Um, adding J.K. Dobbins to that backfield with uh, Mark Ingram is, is super dynamic, and their defense has been uh, absolutely balling. Marcus Peters and uh, Marlon Humphrey in the secondary, uh, it's very tough to throw against. And the Chiefs kind of struggle against the the Chargers. Um, they had to go all the way to overtime to beat you know Justin Herbert in his first game um, ever. I understand that the Chargers' defense is pretty legit. But uh, I, I didn't like to see that. So I think that the Ravens will pull this one out. I think it will be um, a pretty high-scoring game. I would probably say the Ravens win with a score of uh, 34 to the Chiefs 27. So I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. I'm so excited for this game. I do think that Baltimore is going to pull it out, and I think they're going to pull it out late. I got this one ending 38 to 35. Okay. Movie. We'll well, last year at this time, the Chiefs did play the Ravens at Kansas City. They defeated them 33-28. to So your scores could be the same. Who knows? Uh, but Mahomes threw over 300 passing yards. And he's going to do the same thing. And the Chiefs will beat the Ravens 35-21. All right. Okay. Uh, I got the Ravens here. Uh, I think it just boils down. Yeah, it, it, both the uh, offenses are dynamic, but 
I think the Ravens just have a better defense and uh, they'll be able to make key stops when they need them and uh, uh, take the win on Monday night. Now, let's talk some fantasy football, starting off with the week two top performers uh, for QB at Dak with 39.8 points, uh, running back Aaron Jones, 45.6, uh, Calvin Ridley, 29.9 at wide receiver, Tyler Higby, 28.4, and defensively, the Colts got 17. And uh, let's recap the CMG podcast league. <laughs> Uh, any given Sunday takes down running with the Steelers. Uh, team Scanlon beats Team D'Onofrio. All Elite Wrestling crushes CT hard hitting. Uh, Mamba Keys beats Team Risser. Ryu Say Ayukin beats the Metro Iron Horses. Uh, TMT beats Team Big Blue. And sadly, my team, Team Big and Sexy, has started off 0-2 as we lose to Team Yevin. I have yet to win by the lose by double digits. Like this is ridiculous. I I last week one I lost by two and a half points. Now uh, I lose by just over nine uh it's ridiculous my team's better than this at least it's only week two what'd you guys think of your matches up match matchups this week uh this upcoming week our matchups uh no last week um yeah i i thought it was a uh, pretty easy i think uh i got the best team in the league i, I think this this league is going to be a uh, walkthrough for me uh my team is just too deep uh, my team is just better than everyone, um, so I, I, I hate to break it to you guys, but I um, I'm gonna take the crown this year. Oh yeah, keep keep talking. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I'm confident yeah. in my team. If you lose to me, man, you better throw your team away. Just put everybody on the on the waiver list. I, I will. Listen, I'm owing to. I've got Dak and I've got Zeke, and I'm already starting to get those garbage offers where people are like, "Here, just take all my running backs and give me Zeke because you're owing to and you stuff." My team is really bad. Um, I Peyton Barber had such a great week for the Skins in Week One. I threw him my starting lineup in Week Two, and he like literally had one carry. I had Chris Thompson in my original lineup. The first, I mean, like no matter what I do, the teams just change. It's like they look at my fantasy thing and they're like, how can I screw this loser over? And they just change up their game plan. Jared had like four guys out and he still beat me. Dude, I added like a million IQ play where George Kittle didn't get Kate was injured. So I picked up Jordan Reed, who scored 24 points. James Yevon had Saquon on his team, and I still lost. Like I, I don't know. This, 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 this league's getting rough. Like, you created I, it. I, I did create it, <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to say what I've been saying. I created this league not just to play in this league, to win this league. And with that being said, adversity comes along with uh, winning a championship, and we're just. 
messing with some early adversity here. We will bounce back, and this week we will do it against Team D'Onofrio. They looked intimidating coming out at the start of the season. Uh, we we all praised uh, Justin's team uh, in our first episode, but one-on-one, this is, um, I'm, I'm going to pick up my first win this week against at, at Justin D'Onofrio's expense. Sean, what do you think of your matchup this week with Jared and Ryu says Ayukin? Uh, yeah, I think Jared's got a pretty good team. Uh, it's the only battle of the undefeated uh, going on this week. But, uh, yeah, he, he's got a good team, but um, I have a great team. So I'm going to go out this week, and uh, I'm, I'm going to win pretty handily. Uh, you know, congrats to him. He's, he's, he's off to a 2-0 start, but, uh, yeah, that's going to end this week. All right, Joe, you got Mamba Keys. I'm projected to score 98 points, so I won't even bother talking any crap because, really, what's the point? My team sucks, and uh, there's nothing I can do at this point. I know, I know. I'm going against the Teddy Keys, so I'm projected to get 91 points while he got 113. (laughs) I mean, I tell you, man, it sucks to be the number one draft of the league because, in my experience, to be number one, you 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 want to you you're thinking about being in last place because either you if you if you draft three four or five you have more more of a chance of winning so it's the luck of my draw it is what it is but between Mahomes and Burrow I'm still undecided who should start this Sunday. All right, well let, let's talk a little bit of fantasy advice. Starting off with you, Sean. Uh, who 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 should people be looking at? to play in their league this week? A um, couple of the guys I had were, you know, mostly on the waiver wire this week, uh, guys that were available to pick up. Um, the first one, QB, I, uh, Justin Herbert going against the Panthers. Um, Panthers secondary isn't that good, and uh, we saw what Herbert did last week, so I think he'll ball out um, playing against Carolina. Uh, for running back, I like Miles Gaskin, Dolphins running back. Um, he wasn't ex- He was expected to be, you know, third on the depth chart to start the season. But uh, he's came out, he, he's caught the ball out of the backfield, and he's run pretty good in between the tackles. And uh, I think he'll continue to do that against the Jags. Uh, for wide receiver, a uh, guy who's actually on Joe's roster, so you might want to throw him in the lineup this week. Uh, I like Keelan Cole on the Jags uh, going against the Dolphins. Um, he's played really well um, He's in the first two weeks. He's been Minshew's favorite target. So uh, I think that will continue in uh, week three. And then tight end, I think that Jordan Akins from the – um, Texans, uh, he's overtaken Darren Fell's job as a uh, tight end one. Uh, he had a lot of catches last week, and uh, he had a touchdown the first week. So I, th- I think he'll continue to have success um, this week going against the Steelers. All right. I'll give you a couple good guys uh, who I've I've actually grabbed off the waiver wire. And thanks for mentioning clean and cold uh, senior. He's been playing really well. Adam Humphreys. I've actually got Adam Humphreys on all three of my fantasy teams and in, in – uh, my my uh, franchise league, I actually was trying to move him for a, a late-round pick, and I ended up keeping him. He's put up great numbers so far. Uh, also, Demir Bird from the New England Patriots uh, has been really putting up some, some solid numbers. Definitely a guy who's probably available in your league uh, and who you can pick up. And TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions, definitely a guy who uh, you might be able to still find on their waiver wire. He's actually put up some pretty good numbers, so. But don't take any advice from me because I'm zero and six in three leagues. Seriously. Okay. Over. You got any advice? 
Um, I'm taking y'all advices because I'm in last place, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> say, don't take advice from him. It no, won't right. help you. <laughs> hey, I'm still debating who should I start, Mahomes or Burrow. Uh, that's that's oh. rough. I, I I think Burrow versus the Browns or Mahomes versus the Ravens. I I just think the Ravens matchup is too scary. Like I I could see Mahomes throwing some picks. Don't necessarily know if I can see Joe Burrow throwing some picks. Well, since you're giving me advice, I do the opposite, then, right? Okay, all right. <laughs> Play Mahomes. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, my, my advice is going to be the same this week as it has been. Uh, I picked Justin Herbert to be my rookie of the year. I said as soon as they got rid of Tyrod Taylor that they were going to start picking up their football game. And they almost beat the Chiefs last week. I'm telling you, the Chargers are for real with Justin Herbert at the helm. And Justin Herbert, um, I'm, I sat Carson Wentz this week in our league. I'm all on the Justin Herbert train. Now, thank you guys for listening and watching. But before we go, I would like to mention that this podcast is brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group. Are you passionate about a subject? Do you have a gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Sean, Joe, and Ovi for joining me. And we hope to see you next time.